Alright, welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, and this is going to be a redo of our episode 21, since our original episode 21 was not recorded properly. Uh, I hear there was an ID10T error. Yep, an correct. ID10T error. That is correct. Uh, worst. Yep. I forgot like to record the hour. audio, so, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not all the audio. No, just, yeah, just my audio. And I, oh, happen, really? to, and I happen to be the one that, you know, reads off all the topics. <laughs> so there's a lot of contextless nonsense. I'll post it on YouTube so you guys can see it. It's, it's, it's a lot of contextless nonsense. It was bad. It was really I mean, bad. There's a wig involved. It's really weird. It actually makes the video a little bit funnier in that uh, aspect, but, <laughs> but I figure just uh, do a just do a terrible dub over by yourself. You <laughs> oh my god, I should, I should you fucking should. do that. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> doing like the the Macintosh voice or whatever, <laughs> like a, a text to speech <laughs> makes it even better. Oh man, because uh, uh, I guarantee you don't remember what you said. No, I don't. I was I fucking. I guarantee he doesn't drunk. remember either. I was, I was already kind of tipsy before we even started, which is I E Y. I didn't record anything properly, so. <laughs> so our first uh, topic on this week: um, a poll finds that most Japanese users are not happy with Sony reversing the PS5 button layout. You didn't introduce so, us. Oh, it's okay. They know who we are by now. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. I don't know. I, <laughs> uh, this whole thing's gone to shit at this point. <laughs> we're identityless <laughs> podcast floating voices. It's okay. We're the people that talk about games. Hmm. I'm not on my Poorly. game tonight. This week. Are you recording audio this time? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, levels. All he's recording. Yes, I am. All right. So okay. let's try that again. He said, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> all right. So let's try that again. I am Thor, and today I'm here with... Doc? Tell me, Craig. Sasquatch Senpai. There. Now everyone's happy. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> so, Paul finds most Japanese users not happy with the button layout, and I do think... We, we talked about that last week, or... or was it last week or the week before? Well, that that's what I mean, is last week is in the last actual podcast that got published. So that'd be two weeks ago, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think we did. I know we did at some point. I know we talked about it. I don't know if it's on a published thing anywhere mm, of us talking why? about it. Why do the Japanese not like the button layout? Please tell us because why. Because Circle has been confirmed for, you know, 20 years for them. Ever since the PSX, yeah. Yep. I remember that throwing me off uh, the first time I played Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation, because I originally played it on PC, and so I basically just mapped all my controls to the keyboard. Why am I backing out of every menu? Seven, seven still had Circle confirm. I think it was it was eight that started switching it up because that's what really threw me is when I started on eight because I was used to the controls from seven. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know why it was ever switched coming west. I don't know so why. So it's a Final Fantasy thing. No, no. So um, no. Okay. For Japanese consumers of PlayStation products, 
the circle has always been the confirm button. X has always been the back cancel button for mm-hmm. them. While over here in the West or outside of Japan and other Asian markets, X has always been confirmed and circle has always been back. Um, why that switch was ever made when everything came West originally, who knows, but for some reason, they're just normalizing it to where Japan is also going to use X to confirm and circle the back out. And well, like the Nintendo happy. Switch is opposite of Xbox and PS4 as well, which always well, fucks me up when I go from playing a Switch game to a PS4 game. I keep pressing the wrong fucking buttons. Well, that's just muscle memory at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but still, like, I'm like, oh. well, luckily though, I mean, most of it's mappable. Once you go to the options now anymore, well, yeah. a lot of games, so it's just the default. Most people would assume, though. I I mean I I I fucking uh, everyone get ready to throw rocks, but I fucking use inverted vertical controls, so I'm used you to inverted. <laughs> I I'm used to having to go in the fucking options and fuck with shit at the beginning of playthroughs anyway, so. Even even his controls dyslexic. <laughs> Weird. That's true. Turn off your phone. I can hear my messages <laughs> beeping through. Whoever that is. <laughs> All right. So, uh, earning PS5 trophies might net you some digital uh, rewards. I think we both posted something on this. Yeah. Um, so yours looked like a more overall arcing article. Yeah, it was uh, just right when it was released. Different times. Yeah. yeah, and mine was just specifically about a certain few things, and it just kind of gets in line with I think doesn't the Xbox. I, the Xbox does something similar, and I know Steam does something similar as well. Oh yeah, um, I think even it's uh, cool. the Switch unlocks you stuff too. It's it's something I've actually always kind of argued about because um, some games will do this. Um, yeah. I, everyone, get your rocks ready again. Um, when I played the when you played when I played through Final Fantasy thirteen, that was one of the things that I actually thought was really cool was unlocking certain trophies in the game. The game also gave you certain. Um, themes for your ps3 after unlocking those trophies and i always wished more games did that where when you unlock the actual trophy they give you something for it too so this is this is really neat normalization to me especially as a trophy hunter so i mean it's just a nice thing and give you a few extra customization options since i mean for sure what you have your facebook profile picture you can use that's even still linked to sony console it is um and then whatever generic stuff you have or the few you can buy, this is just more stuff. It's like yeah. a, a badge of honor if you platinum something or complete a really hard achievement. Yeah. So some updates on the Final Fantasy XIV front. There's a couple things going on. Um, so the Red Chocobo has made a return. So anyone who's done Red Return Comet. to Evil East <laughs> will remember um, this nonsense um and they've actually they just released something we just posted i just posted on the page a couple hours ago um that they're going to be readjusting the bojan southern front because of the because there's been a lot of backlash but um yeah so they've actually extended the return to ivalice uh quests which is fucking awesome i love that it connects final fantasy 12 with final fantasy 14 in here um i haven't actually gotten into any of this yet i finished return to evil east but i haven't gotten to any of the bojan southern front yet uh but that is out now and they are going to be rebalancing it due to red comet being red comet um 
And then they've also added uh, a new feature that makes it a lot easier to find uh, free companies or recruit with free companies. And this is something I've personally been bitching about for about four years now. Um, was that there was no good way to advertise for free companies. Everyone always kind of had to do it in the party finder, and it was just clunky and nonsense. And everyone bitches about blind invites, but there's not a lot of good ways to do it besides shouting and blind invites. What the fuck? Um, so finally, they've made like a community. Classic, wow. Yeah, <laughs> they finally made a community finder um, that makes it easy to recruit for free companies, and this is awesome. Um, and right now, they're running a little promotion so that if your free company uses this to recruit somebody, um, then you'll get some in-game rewards, including little mini lightsabers, which look pretty neat. So that's cool. Yeah. So um, I got to make sure to get on and do that uh, so we can all get some of those. That's um, when I noticed that uh, Final Fantasy XIV doesn't even rig their fingers either. <laughs> well, they rig their hands at least, because they open I and mean, close everything hands. Everything will rig a hand, yeah. but rigging fingers—that's—it's just a detail. They, nice. uh, they do for emotes too, I know at least. Just not when apparently holding these torches. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really weird and wonky. <laughs> or maybe it might. Maybe it's just that screenshot. I don't know. I've never. It's never something I've never noticed. So I'll have to go in and look and actually pay attention to the finger rigging because, I maybe it's just a bad screenshot. I don't know. Um, but I'll have to look into that. Uh, the last. Interruption. Yeah. I need to go to the bathroom. Um, Take continue. a shot. I'll be back. Okay, no, continue. I'll just mute my mic. I'll be back. It didn't take too long. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, the last thing uh, on here, we do have some leaks that the new information will possibly be coming in February. Um, I'm still personally predicting to hear something probably uh, a little bit sooner than that. It's already gone over yeah, when they geez. normally would. Uh, but, I mean, we're coming up to patch 5.4 already. Um, and it's it's about time that they start giving us some something good. And so I'm trying to rush as fast as I can because I know if I don't at least get to the end of the main scenario, not maybe not into the post-main scenario, but if I don't get at least to the end of the main scenario proper, then I'm afraid of spoilers when they start releasing trailers and stuff. So, But I'm getting I'm getting there a lot better. I should be there pretty soon, especially because work's starting to die off a little bit now, and i get getting a little bit more free time. So, um, But yeah, that's... Um, that's what we're looking forward to soon. Hopefully it should – historically, you know, it's still following its same pattern. Normally we'd have some sort of a tease by now, but that tease is usually um, in an event, one of the many canceled events. So um, it's usually around winter time towards December that we would hear at least what the name is and get a teaser trailer. February yeah. is more when I would expect like a full blown three minute trailer. You know what I mean? But I think we'll get the name of it and maybe like a 30 second teaser in December. That's my theory. But, um, but we'll definitely hear something, uh, by February, I think. So, um, Let's see, GameStop will cut, uh, or GameStop will get a cut of digital rev revenue from every Xbox it sells. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting new sort of agreement with a retailer, especially for digital goods. Um, so since you know half the consoles anymore are just going to be pretty much digital only, it kind of makes sense that GameStop would try to make a cut with someone. Now I don't know what this means exactly. For GameStop, if uh, 
they're going to be exclusively selling Microsoft consoles or what they're going to be pushing for this to happen. But it's definitely a new development for GameStop, just kind of in the the box storefront that's not, you know, specifically a Microsoft store, a Sony style store hmm. or anything like that. Um, they're going to get a percentage of the revenue from every full game and DLC download, every microtransaction, and every subscription made through any uh, Series X or Series S that they sell in their stores. Wow. So these are going to be special SKUs, probably, um, mm. for these consoles that GameStop's going to have. But it's kind of a neat partnership and will really push the retailer, uh, I'm sorry, the essential business towards pushing uh, Microsoft's console. Uh, you'll probably see more Microsoft advertising from them over Sony. So who knows? Hmm. So it uh, looks like the new Marvel's Avenger content is going to be on the way uh, for next gen, but uh, its versions are going to be delayed. So PS5 and Xbox Series, however many things you want to list, versions of Marvel's Avengers have been pushed from the launch release window to next year. So um, this isn't too surprising. That's pretty much been the theme of releases this year has been delay, delay, delay. Uh, but the news comes from a lengthy blog post from Scott Amos, uh, Crystal Dynamics head of studio, and it comes from the team needing more time to deliver on the next-gen experience, quote-unquote. So um, there will be some updates coming, but you're not going to see them this year, which, like I said, that shouldn't be horridly surprising to anybody at this point. I mean... No, um... <sighs> disappointing but not surprising you know not shocking <laughs> most games have been delayed this yeah, year so yeah so the, the big the big dlc with kate bishop um new hawkeye i don't know a hawkeye in the avengers universe that dlc is supposed to have new content everything is the one being pushed back um clint bishop uh deaf hawkeye i don't know He's still <laughs> supposed to be coming out and is not supposed to be delayed, so you'll have a new hero at oh, least. Oh, okay. So it's not exactly what's going on. Um, however, they did say that they are giving all players credits, units, upgrade modules, keys, and uh, some other stuff, which should be available to players from October 22nd to November 5th for logging in and claiming it. They are giving you kind of some in-game currency stuff, some upgrade stuff for your gear and whatnot, mm -hmm. but it's kind of a, a kind of a thing a lot of companies are pushing forward and doing um, if they have any sort of delays of this kind of stuff anymore to especially to make sure they keep a, a good uh, a good relationship with their player base and Avengers really needs that right now since there's just no new content for such a long time. Yeah. So, uh, Ghost of Tsushima's multiplayer is narrated by Avatar's Uncle Iroh. Uh, yeah, so oh, they're weird. question. Multi Important question. Yes. Narrated by the voice actor of Uncle Iroh or yes. by Uncle Iroh? <laughs> it's uh, narrated by the voice actor of Uncle Let Iroh. Be Disappointing. <laughs> uh, Greg Baldwin is the voice of Uncle Iroh, who doesn't know. He also does Aku from Samurai Jack. Um, he is known for that one voice, and it will be like you're being read to narrated by Uncle Iroh. So you're you're good there. Nice. Um, so as you're 
roaming around in your four-player co-op as legendary samurai ninja people fighting Oni and Yokai and everything, uh, you'll be narrated by the sweet, dulcet tones of Uncle Iroh. Nice. And it is, uh, once again, this is also a free update for anyone who does own uh, Ghost of Tsushima already, so enjoy it. Nice. You don't usually get full, huge expansion yeah. level sort of stuff like this for free. But uh, hmm. Sucker Punch knows what they're doing. Yeah. So 2K Games adds unskippable pre-match advertisements to no. NBA 2K21 <laughs> on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Oh, uh, you know, wait, is this, you, is this, are they owned by EA or something? I don't know. No, 2K is completely different. They're not owned, they're not an EA subsidiary? I don't, <laughs> this is fucked up. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so... They already had to remove these from other games there, and now they just put them back in into 2K, into NBA 2K. Um, they were an issue in other prior games, but they are pushing their their games for seventy dollars, and now they're going to put unskippable ads to create more revenue in their games. Um, so this was happening already, and they did release a statement. Um, talking about how these were not intended to run before matches and will be fixed in, quote, future episodes. So I don't know when these are supposed to run, but no matter what, you're going to have unskippable ads in your game. I'm not saying they're removing them. They're just going to move where they are. Um, and from a Twitter, they are saying, uh, quote, as many are aware, in recent years, ads have been integrated into 2K TV segments. Yesterday's 2K TV ad placement impacted our players' experience in a way we didn't intend, as the ads are not meant to run as part of the pregame introduction. This will be fixed in future episodes. Thanks for your continued feedback. That's a nice way of saying, uh, please don't ditch us. Uh, Boo! uh, It was already kind of annoying seeing just, like, product placement and stuff. You're like, ugh, gross, ugh, whatever. It makes kind of sense for, like, shoes and brands for the sport. Yeah, I guess. But these were, like... These are like political ads being ran in your game, that sort of stuff. So just selling ad space. <laughs> They're just literally selling yeah. ad space in your game. Yeah. See, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I get why a lot of people bitch, but if it's clever and like campy or funny or something like with, even if when it comes to like the cup of noodles and Final Fantasy, if you know what I mean, if it, if it plays into <laughs> it and it's campy, you know, or something like at least it plays into it a little bit. But if you're just selling ad space to anyone who wants to pay for it, you know what I mean? That's a little fucked. Fucking whatever Hideo Kojima does in Monster Energy, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well. All over the place in Death Stranding, yeah. So, I, it's I thought... annoying. I mean, I thought it was funny because at least they fit it in because they added Cup of Noodles as a food item in the game and one of the characters is right. obsessed with it. So adding a couple Cup of Noodles, like, shirts and things like that didn't... It wasn't like, holy shit, that's super out of place. Kind of like, you you know, you're saying with the shoes in an NBA game. So it's... It was just it's in place, but yeah, but yeah, if it's just selling ad space essentially so just selling a facebook slash youtube 30 second ad inside of a video game basically that is a line you know what i mean a jaffrey show <gasps> up jaff a wild jaff appears good evening everyone hey welcome to the rerun of episode 21 <laughs> yeah yep shame on me <laughs> that's all right <laughs> 
I just hopped it in to say happens. hi. Yeah. That sucks. That was fun, though. It was. It was good times. All right. Well, I just want to say hi to everybody. And good night. Hello. Uh, good, good night, night Jeff. Jeff. Have fun with your grind at work. <laughs> right. All right, guys. I'll see you all next week. Bye. Later, brother. See you next week. All right. Bye. So, Call of Duty Black Ops, Cold Cold War Beta already has cheaters because it's Dude, Call of I have, Duty. I've heard horrible so things about this beta. With Black Ops, I played the beta, and Jesus Christ. Honestly, I cannot blame the PC cheaters aimbotting. I played with a controller, and it is like you have a built-in aimbot. Yeah, that's... But, uh, yeah, so the Black Ops Cold War Beta already had some PC cheaters somehow. I may I don't think there was a an anti cheat that came with the game itself or it just wasn't activated. Um I mean that's all aside from my personal gripes with the game itself. But uh yeah, so PC there console players who have crossplay and other PC players with other PC players who are cheating are running into cheaters. Um Modern Warfare has this issue as well, um though they do have an anti cheat system in place, so it mm -hmm. catches them and shoots them all Unmasked, like I don't know, every week or every two weeks or so. I don't have an anti-cheat in Cold War. Uh, they did not. It's just the beta, and it does not. I apparently does not have an anti-cheat, or it's a really shitty anti-cheat. Well, it seems weird because you would normally want an anti-cheat yeah. to be in your beta because part of the beta test is testing that anti-cheat. Right. So or maybe it's just fucked up, and this is with. this is now showing them in their beta test. Like here's a hole in your anti-cheat, <clears> so it might be doing exactly what it's intended to in the beta. However, maybe just the PC players who are apparently cheating are just using a controller on their PC because that shit's <laughs> like using a fucking yeah. aimbot, dude. Oh, uh, dumb. But yeah, um, this was the second game I ever returned for a refund. Oof. Well, that yeah. actually, I don't know, maybe then that'll give some more life because I really enjoy Modern Warfare and historically I actually don't like Black yeah, Ops. Modern I, I Warfare like, is great. I like the last Black Ops, but I think that was kind of a fluke. Um... I normally don't am not a fan, so I wasn't super set on buying it anyway. So after you say that, I don't know if I'm gonna get it at all. But I'm hoping I, that'll I keep the modern warfare lobbies a lot more alive. So the three people I were playing with, we all refunded it. Yeah, all of us. So then the modern um, warfare lobbies will so, stay alive, and that's cool with me, man. Maybe even the uh, Black Ops Four lobbies will stay alive, and that's fucking awesome to me. So I don't know anybody um, that loved Black Ops Four, honestly. Yeah. See, oh, I liked but... previous Black Ops. I liked Black Ops 1, 2, and 3. I never I played really 4. I really liked 2. I really didn't like the Modern Warfare games, aside from the first one. Black uh, Ops but I, But Black Ops Cold War, I just cannot recommend on any fucking level. 4 was um, the only just... Black Ops I liked at all. The, the movement is fine, it just feels a lot faster, but overall it's just such a arcadey, weird-feeling game. Nothing about aiming is smooth, even with a controller, it's all jittery and, and juttery. The, if you're using a controller, though, it's compensated by a huge amount of snap to aim when you aim, as well as the fact that if you're pulling down your trigger to fire, you're just going to automatically track the target. Um, all flinch from being shot seems to be gone. So like when I test when I was playing with a with my mouse and keyboard like I normally do I prefer it. Uh, I was like this feels really bad. It's like I don't know what's going on, and I thought it was just like a bias when I was watching uh, the kill cams like watching P 
people on consoles killed me. I'm like, there's no way it's like this. This just has to be my bias. So I plugged in my controller, switched over, and unfortunately, hmm. it's not just the bias. It's wow. just really bad. It, that sucks. Uh, it feels just like a, a huge reversion for where Modern Warfare took it. Mm-hmm. Modern Warfare felt perfectly balanced between the two. What kind like of controller? What kind of leveling <laughs> system do they use? Are they doing the pick 10 or? No. Um, you have wild cards, which will allow you to do other stuff, like special stuff like extra mm-hmm. grenades, extra perks. Um, take an extra primary weapon, use multiple perks from the same one across your stuff, whatever, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but it's just a primary slot, secondary slot, tactical, lethal. Okay. So uh, just fill every slot acute, type deal. Yeah, you have an equipment slot as well, kind of like Modern Warfare has, but that's where you'd find like your bouncing Betty. So yeah. that's where your your Claymore goes now. There's a gla- gas Claymore, there's a SAM turret, there's radar blockers, there's field yeah. mics. It's, re- it's a really cool system. I like it. I like how they put more utility there than just like you know an ammo box or yeah. going silent, which that reverted back to a perk. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of the stuff it really looks cool, like good changes. Like I like the loadout changes and everything, but the gameplay is just not worth it. It's I don't even know if I'd pay thirty bucks for it. Maybe, <laughs> it went maybe, on sale. Maybe they'll fix it. Maybe they'll update it. Maybe once it releases, enough people will bitch. Did, have you looked into any forums? Have you looked online? Are other people complaining? It is it like a known? Yes. Okay, so maybe they'll yeah. fix it. Hopefully they'll fix it. Um, they did extend the beta. I don't know if that was for more balancing and tuning, or just unlocking more stuff for players to do, like mm-hmm. new game game modes. But <clears throat> if anyone planned on playing it crossplay on a PC, just don't. Uh, it's not worth it because I mean I guess you can play with the controller, but using a mouse and keyboard is just not worth it. It's an awful, awful user experience. <laughs> Damn, that is not a glowing recommendation. I don't usually lambast things either, so. <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. So Starfield utilizes a completely overhauled animation system for Bethesda. Yeah, so this seems like it's another kind of update that Bethesda did to their engine, their creative engine, I think they call it. I can't remember. But uh, they do this every time they release a new game. Um, so mm-hmm. animations were still always kind of wonky, even in Skyrim, even though overall everything was a lot better than Oblivion and better than Morrowind and everything. But there's supposed to be a huge, huge um, change to the animation system and this came from a twitter profile of the senior program for bethesda game studios who apparently rewrote their entire animation system so maybe this will cut back on bugs or it'll create more built-in features who knows but uh maybe both maybe both yeah it just works well sometimes a bug is a feature Mm. Every bug in on a, a Bethesda game is a feature. Let me tell you, that's how it's advertised. <laughs> so the PS5 fan will use software updates to continuously improve uh, the performance using game data. Um, and so I'm guessing because so it is. I, I and I didn't. I remember seeing this when it broke it down. So the fan is working with its liquid metal cooling system. Then so it does have some sort of fan going on. Pretty big one from the uh, <clears throat> um, it is a large unit. Uh, apparently, the fan's really, really quiet too, so that's good. 
Well, and um, easy to access, if... so it'd be super easy to clean. Yeah, um, it's also part of the cooling system, as we discussed. They have that weird, cooled liquid mm. metal, whatever's going on there. Um, it is a big fan. It is a big unit, obviously. Uh, apparently, you don't hear the fan at all. It keeps really cool. Hopefully, like more updates through games, if it increases the temperature of the console, won't make the fan audible. But if the fan is easily replaceable, something like that happens, you could go in and apply a little bit of uh, grease to keep the fan quiet as well. So who knows? Hopefully it'll be something that you can just kind of do to maintain your console like people do to maintain their personal computers. Yeah. Um, anything over the fucking jet engine that was the original PS4. Well, Pull. that's what I'm saying is it looks like because it's right there. You take the shell off and it's right there. So it's no harder to access and clean that fan than it is my computer you know what i mean just take the cover off and there's a fan take out any animal or people hair that might be in there then blow it out with some air i mean most computers are just a side a side panel which is you know just a panel anyways like you'd have in your console mm-hmm. and just blow it out so yeah. um unlike the the older xboxes and playstations where you voided the warranty to access them now it's just something that has to be done. As mm. stuff gets more complicated, this sort of stuff needs access to to be cleaned by the consumer. I'm so glad uh, that we can do that now. Yes. So Final Fantasy Maker says that COVID... Uh, <sighs> Final, Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy Maker says that... Virus has stopped game development. I, I think we can say it. I think we're can fine because we we're not... Now? Yeah, because we're not uh, we're not naysayers or anything. It is just a word we use to describe what is happening. <laughs> Plus, we're not. I on see plenty YouTube, of other so. content using it as well, even on YouTube, and they're doing just fine. So yeah, we're not. When, yeah, we're not be targeted fine. because we're being retarded about it. Yeah. Anyways, so it has completely stopped development of uh, Final Fantasy, which is not entirely surprising. Um, if there was uh, a chance that uh, Final the Final Fantasy XIV expansion would be delayed from its usual uh, two-year release, this would be why. I, I don't think Final Fantasy XIV is being heavily affected just because their patch updates have still been on point going beating through. So, but I don't know how I don't know how they've been doing it. But it's not surprising that Square Enix is, has a lot of delay going on. Uh... Yeah, what is it? We don't have a release date for 16. Um, nope. We know it's in development. Well, um, they're, a lot they're of that stuff, apparently of very that far through just, development uh, in 16, though. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff was just a trailer thrown together with, without even, like, final assets in some cases, too, from an article we came across. Yeah. So there's still more work there. Um, this probably pertains more to Final Fantasy VII Part Two than anything. I think probably, yeah. Yeah, because we've seen plenty of 16. We've seen a full-fledged trailer. We've seen the voice actors <clears throat> voicing over. I've heard it in both English and Japanese. It's all there. Yeah. Um, we have seen nothing for part two of seven, though. So. No. And, I mean, a lot of people argue that, oh, well, they're get, they can reuse a lot of assets and this, that, and the other thing. And, yeah, that's great, but being able to reuse those assets simply takes it from you – know, if you really recall, this that game was you know a full five years from announcement to release, so – yeah, that that asset, those assets might save them a year at best, so that could still take another four years 
for them to release it. It's not going to be right away just because they can reuse assets. That's not how game development works. Plus, they're they're probably going to be tuning it for the uh, the new console. Exactly. They're going to probably make all new assets anyways. So it's I wouldn't personally be excited. <clears throat> Everyone keeps oh yeah maybe it'll be out in twenty twenty. Uh, it's probably going to be twenty twenty four at the earliest before we see it. That's I mean that's that's also a shame. Yeah. Like, I what I'm, I'm hoping surprised for production didn't just work through. What um, like from one directly to the other. A, one personal theory that I've had that I'm kind of hoping for, um, and they have hinted in some ways, and there's been some leaks that it's only going to be two parts, and this goes along with one of my theories, because if you recall, back in a podcast long, long ago, I made a theory that it would only be two parts, and that when part two releases, it'll release on PS5, and the PS5 technology will be enough that it can essentially release as part one and part two all as a whole, but then if you were to try and get it on older systems, it would have to be divvied up into different parts, essentially. But um, that was my theory, is that when it comes out eventually for PS5, it would come out as, here is part one wrapped into the entire next part two. So you could get the whole game if you buy it on PS5. Um, and it could be leading into... And, but if they did do something like that, then I definitely wouldn't expect it to like, 2024, 2025, so... And that's... I know it's a little wishful thinking, but that would be nice, I think. So, Corpse Party Remake announced for Nintendo Switch. Speaking of remakes, then... Yeah, so... Corpse Party was a very violent and gory horror game released on uh that started back in 1996 on nintendo platforms um it didn't really get a following until about 2006 with nintendo ds Mm -hmm. um it kind of take off it's done a lot of crossover work with other like uh japanese games that deal with that sort of anime art style but corpse party as in like Dead body corpse. Yep, that is it. Never mind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, they are remaking the original for Nintendo Switch, so it kind of plays out like a pseudo uh, visual novel. Novel where you make it's like a choose your own adventure, really. Essentially, mm-hmm. um, you're trying to navigate uh, your characters through environments, puzzles, stuff like that, and not have them grotesquely murdered in front of you. Fatal uh, Final Destination style. <laughs> um, it will be a remastered edition of Corpse Party Blood Covered uh, from 2015, um, which is in itself a remake of the original Corpse Party. So there's upping, updating the newer one. It'll be, you know, full HD and everything this time through. Um, so if you're looking for a violence horror game with gratuitous gore, probably a good place to look will be your Nintendo Switch when Corpse Party <laughs> Blood Covered Repeated Fear comes out. Nice. Um, Nintendo has been pushing a lot of like uh, a lot of non-censored content to their consoles recently, much like Steam has. They don't they don't kind of stop their developers unless it's obvious like uh, underage stuff. Mm, yeah. So, um, 
the next thing I wanted to cover is some RuneScape updates, and um, I do remember attempting to go over this during our unrecorded podcast. I remember I was so drunk by that point, all I could get out is, yeah, play RuneScape on Steam. That that was pretty much all. Of it. Uh, but uh but yeah runescape's out on steam now um it's it's been a pretty big success i'm playing it right uh right yeah right now um (laughs) um no it's just it's smooth on steam it works well um they have some packages released that they're not as good a deal as the uh, premier club uh, but they aren't bad if you are intro- uh, need an introductory package. They have a starter pack, which will come with um, one month of membership, and then you get the Forge Goblin Hammer, which is just a cosmetic hammer override, and 15 Treasure Hunter keys, which isn't bad for um, you know a little start-out pack for because you do get a month of membership with it. Um, and then they have their standard pack, which is uh, $40, so that's a little bit more, but it comes with three months of membership. Um, you get a full uh, outfit that's kind of themed towards Steam with the Forge Goblin, um, a special soundtrack you can download, and 50 Treasure Hunter oh. keys. Um, so that's, again, it's decent. It's better than you would, you know, it's it's better than just buying membership outright. You know what I mean? It's not a great deal, but it's it's a better deal than if you were to just go on the website and buy membership. Um, and then the Max Pack, which I bought for no reason, uh, comes with everything. It's a year of membership. comes with the hammer, the outfits, um, the soundtrack, 75 keys. Actually, I ended up getting like 110 keys. Um and then the Forge Goblin Mechanical Frog. So it comes with some neat stuff. I'm just, like I said, it's the Premier Pack. Their Premier Club is a better deal. Um, the only reason I got it is because I have no shame and I'm a RuneScape whore and wanted all the things. What a uh, simp. It's, yeah, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not about membership for me. I Last I looked at it, I think my membership's good to like, uh, it was like August of 2023 or something. It's because I buy so much of the stupid shit at this point, it doesn't even matter, but cosmetics sell man they do they do and it's you like know, shit I, I i spent 50 bucks today to make a slutty dragon girl i mean and when and i mean i've been ma- i'm maxed out on runescape you know what i mean a lot of stuff i play for it's just like any other in-game grind you end up grinding in-game for cosmetics and shit you know what i mean in fashionscape so it's well actually i still need, i'm not maxed anymore i have to get my archaeology up still but um, but it is, you know, if you're in, if you're just an introductory, if you're new to RuneScape and want to get membership right now, this isn't a bad deal. But if you already know for a fact that you want to get a year's worth of membership, um, <clears throat> don't get the max pack unless you're like me and you just really want those cosmetics. They'll be re- they'll be releasing the Premier Club soon, which is guaranteed to be a better deal. Um, so unless you just really want these cosmetics um, of this uh this warforged stuff then it's not a huge deal but uh it is out there live right now and like i said the steam version runs very smoothly uh i it actually i prefer it because one thing that i love is that i don't have to log into my runescape every time i connect it to my steam account so i open it with steam and instead of typing in my password and everything i just click my name comes up and i click log in um it authenticates me and everything through steam which is fine because i have two-step authentication through steam just like i do through runescape so it's just as secure um, it just makes it to where even being just as secure, it's a lot less hassle for me to, to log in. So that's nice too. Um, in other RuneScape news, um, 
most of you have probably seen the new archaeology update um the uh what, what do they call it um orthenon which goes to the um and a what is it um anachronia island so that's the island that they made for a lot of high level skilling especially in herbler and uh farming uh between 99 and 120 so it's the land out of time island with all the dinosaurs and stuff and so they've added some archaeology updates which that seems like they had already said that was a big plan because it's you know the land out of time and archaeology so get ready to go do some actual um um uh i lost my train uh, i don't remember what it's called uh what, what's up tommy uh how long do we have left to go um uh, 10 or 15 minutes okay sorry no you're good so yeah so get um so get ready to dust off for some actual proper archaeology um going to fossil island um, the last thing in RuneScape that's a big uh, announcement, they have announced their double XP live that's going to be next. This isn't a huge surprise. It comes around in November pretty often. Um, it looks like they're going to keep going with the live theme, which is really cool. Instead of doing just the double XP weekend, everyone gets 48 hours of double XP time um, that you could use over a week, and that timer will just be depleted anytime you log in over that week. And with this new live version they've added, you can go in and pause that timer if you want to. Um, but if you unpause it, you can only do that every hour. So uh, it seems really cool, but I mean... Um, it's. I don't think it's too crazy overpowered. I've. I, I've yet to actually be able to get all of my 48 hours out of any given week on it. Um. But it will be coming from November 6th through November 16th. It will be the the 10 days that you're allowed to use that 48 hours of live XP. Um. This round they are for the first time bringing archaeology into double XP a little bit. So. Here's how archaeology is going to look for double XP on this round. Um, base precision is going to be doubled, so you get double of the projects per hour. Um, that makes sense because when you're actually excavating, you get like 2 XP per tick, right? You don't actually get much XP until you actually go and turn in your load, right? So giving precision, double precision makes more sense than double XP. Um, the XP from excavating and screening will be doubled, though. Um, players will not receive double XP from tomes, research, mysteries, uh, pylons, or restoring artifacts. So while you won't get double XP for actually restoring artifacts, you'll get double the precision and find them twice as fast. So it, I think it works out pretty fairly. So, uh, and it's also great, if, like I said, if you're new to RuneScape, this is a great time to get in because you can get in with Steam and you have a double XP uh, weekend to come take advantage of here soon. Let's see, so AR mapping tasks are coming to Pokemon Go. So They are actually already out. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. They're, they're live yeah, now I, as of I yesterday. Yeah. And they were like, map this area, and I was like, what? So why don't you guys tell me what that's about? Because I've just I just read the update on it. You guys apparently have some actual experience. Oh, I only I got it as a uh, as a daily uh, field quest, and mm. I haven't done it yet because, well, it popped up while I was running around at work, and I was too busy to actually stop and do it, and then I left work and completely forgot about it. What did it so what exactly is it asking you to do? Uh, I think it wants me to like. Take pictures of the the Pokestop. Okay. That's there, 
Here, let me let me open this up and actually look. Because I know the description said that yeah that they were trying to it was it's kind of like when they were first mapping out the Pokey Stops and the, how they get all the pictures of them, but now they're trying to make them pop up to where you can walk around at AR mode and just see them kind of popping up. But they have to get a lot of photos for that, so they're making tasks that are supposed to mimic that. I'm not sure what the tasks really look like though. Yeah, it's just it's I'll post a screenshot of my. Field missions. Okay. But I, I think it just wants you to, like, you know, go to your Pokestop, mm. open the camera, and, like, snap walk picture. around it. Okay. Have you done any of them, Tommy? I have not yet. Mm. I just got that first one yesterday, and I haven't been out and about to figure it out yet. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh, I was kind of hoping that if it's, I was kind of hoping that they'd have since obviously it's going to be well I would imagine it would, it's going to be temporary so I was hoping they'd give a little bit better rewards than just standard nonsense but I don't know right? seven great balls is pretty solid for a field yeah. reward yeah I guess I don't know so, I mean if you look at that other one down at the bottom it's only three ultra balls usually you don't get more than like three I'll... of an item yeah I guess I don't know. I haven't been on in a while. I, I was just comparing on here, and I'd take three Ultra Balls over seven Great Balls. I found that the balls don't matter. No, you don't think so? Not really. You can't use them in raids, so... Oh, that's true. Like You get you get your limited amount of Premier Balls, and when you run mm. out of those, you're boned. Otherwise, just about everything can be caught with a Pokeball. That's true. Like, that's the what I... That's what I have the most value in is the normal Pokeballs because I have one of the uh, the stupid uh, what are they the thing the little buttons you just click I can't remember what they're called but um, the the little Bluetooth things you connect and those can only throw normal Pokeballs and that's those are usually what I use so ah uh, okay makes it really easy uh, because I can just set it on my desk and every time it lights up I just click it real quick nice yeah. I would do that if any Pokemon spawned at my house. Hmm. I'm 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 within oh, yeah. like spinning range of a Pokestop, but it gets maybe one or two Pokemon spawning at it a day. Mm -hmm. It yeah, it doesn't. I can't do it at home. But if I'm at work, if I'm actually at my work office, I'm sitting right on top of both a gym and a Pokestop, and stuff pops up all the time. So I can just nice. set it next to my keyboard and just click it every couple minutes and catch something. It's pretty nice. Yeah, or I can spin at least the items so that when I actually go out, I'm not, you know, fighting mm -hmm. with my inventory for <laughs> Pokeballs. That's my my biggest thing right now is trying to manage inventory. But so Microsoft Fight, Flight Simulator modders are replacing Bing with Google Maps. Take <laughs> yeah. get wrecked. <laughs> so Google is known for the the quality of their maps. Um, a lot of a lot of custom apps officially use the Google Maps API because it is so detailed. And for a game like Flight Simulator, where you want that detail in the game because it is loading directly, it is streaming from those maps, mm. you want a higher detail. Um, so there are, there are examples of the differences in what stuff looks like between Bing Maps and Google Maps. And it is pretty, pretty stark in the detail 
provided between one to the other with Google Maps looking much better because they've been at this a lot longer. They've got it down to a science. They have drones that canvas. They have uh, that canvas different areas. They have satellites that do it. They have cars that go street to street. They have helicopters. They they have everything done for it because a lot of a lot of places rely on this mm. uh, tech. So Modders found out a way to load the Google API for maps into the game instead <laughs> of Bing. Nice. And it looks a lot better. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so if you want a, a much more detailed world, if you're playing Microsoft Flight Simulator currently, um, go ahead and check out the mod to use Google 3D Maps instead of uh, Microsoft's Azure AI Maps. So nice. definitely worth it if that's mm. what you're into. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC will take you to Ireland and Paris. So we have quite a bit, actually. Um, they've they've already announced, I think, it's supposed to be $40 for the season pass for Valhalla, and they've already announced quite a bit of stuff for it. So we've already heard um, the exclusive quest, so there'll be a Legend of Beowulf quest available on launch day, and now they've announced a uh, an, the expansion Wrath of the Druids, which will take, uh, take you to Ireland, and that'll be available in spring of 21, and then the Siege of Paris will be taking uh, place in summer of 2021. Is the entire DLC the French retreating? I have, I don't know. <laughs> but it, I don't know. The, the the trailer looks good. I, I I'm actually excited about this one. This this looks like it's pretty good. But like I said, the, the trailer is looking look more and more appealing and interesting as I see more of it. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think they're doing a good job. But we'll just have to see. So Titanfall wall running comes to Apex Legends with a Halloween event. Aw, where's Jaff? Right, this is a Jaff article. Damn. I threw it in here because I saw it, um, even though I don't think he's played it in forever. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the big complaints about Apex Legends has been a lack of wall running um, because it takes place in the Titanfall universe. It's, you know, Titanfall... Uh, Titanfall Apex Legends card characters in the game that you're playing as for the most part. Mm. Um, and they left wall running out of the popular battle royale that is Apex Legends. Um, however, for the fight or fright events, they're, you know, the obvious Halloween event that's happening in Apex Legends, like there's one in every single other game currently, um, they threw wall running in. <laughs> so hopefully this kind of moves it towards more maybe a more permanent fixture in apex legends um i'm actually going to download the game and try it with wall running included see see how it is see what kind of difference it makes because i think it'd be much much more fun yeah because titanfall's multiplayer and even to some lesser extent apex legends without the wall running the amount of the freedom of movement you have with your character makes it way 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 fun yeah so um, the event, which includes wall running, fight or fright, uh, fight or fright, will run until November third on all platforms. Uh, you know, with their crossplay and everything currently going as well. Nice. I might have to check that out too. I've been interested by Apex Legends. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet though. Um, I think I just never got too deep into it, just because I was playing on my own. 
Mm-hmm. It was definitely fun, though. Yeah. I played a few rounds with Jaff. Actually, we won a round, too. Really? Yeah. I downloaded it first and played, like, I, one I, tef- I definitely got carried. Epic is where I got it, I think. Epic. It's on Epic, and it's also on EA's Origin mm-hmm. Store. Um, it actually might be on Steam at this point. EA is releasing all their games on Steam now mm-hmm. as well. Not entirely sure, though. <laughs> I think I got mine from Origin, to be totally honest, but... Looks like it's on Steam. Nice. Oh, have it's to... planned release date to be announced. Mm. Oh. Oh. Well, it'll be on Steam. Steam. Yeah. So, Darkest Dungeon 2 is coming to early access on Epic Games Store in 2021. And then yeah, I think you had some uh, something else to tack onto that, too. Thing. Yeah. So, Darkest... Dungeon is the uh, grim, dark role-playing strategy game um, that was released a few years ago by Red Hook Studios. It is a digital adaptation of the Torchbearer rule set, which is a tabletop RPG, and it's done fantastically. Um, if you haven't checked, if if you haven't played the game yet, Darkest Dungeon, I'm sure it's going to be on sale anywhere. Check it out. Uh, but Darkest Dungeon 2 is getting its early access release in the EGS uh, early next year. Um, don't know what will be included in the early access, but it'll be our first look at it. And this is really the big first bit of news we've had on Darkest Dungeon 2, aside from its announcement. There's even a teaser that was le- was released with it. And going along with that bit of news, as we were in our early stages of recording this. Um, Darkest Dungeon does also have a board game adaptation coming out. So it's a board game of a digital adaptation of a tabletop RPG. Um, the tabletop RPG can be a little complicated to set up, and this is just straight up a board game version of the campaign you play in the digital version of Darkest Dungeon. Uh, you play with a four-player party. You go through randomly generated areas, fighting stuff, killing stuff. You do a lot of dying. You do a lot of going crazy. Um, it currently has passed its uh, $300,000 Kickstarter goal by $1,050,000 um, in just 24 hours with still 15 days left to go. Um, as with most tabletop RPGs, it is kind of an expensive buy. There's only two pledges you can make currently, um, $100. We'll get you a copy. We'll get you, you know, the game as well as a free Musketeer mini, which is another character class. And $150 or more will get you the expansions they have planned for the board game as well as the Musketeer mini as well. Um, if it's a game nice. you'd be interested in picking up and playing, it's supposed to be about a 90-minute game time, which isn't too bad, honestly. If you're hanging out playing games with friends, mm. if you want to die a lot and reroll characters a lot, <laughs> definitely pick it up because. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard to adapt this to a tabletop game with some miniatures and whatnot. Comes with a ton of miniatures too. Looking at it, like yeah. a ton, a ton of cool looking miniatures as well. You have your party characters, which are gray, whatnot. Then you have a whole bunch of red enemies. So I highly recommend checking it out if you like the game. Solid. And it looks like the last thing on here, uh, Twitch DC May Purge deletes thousands of streamers' videos. Then this is, in my opinion, was kind of inevitable, but... Yeah, it really I think it was a long time service. coming, yeah. Yeah. 
But it's um, finally happened. Like, D Day on Steve or on on uh, Twitch. Automated stuff, which is weird that they decided to start deleting it. They just remove all the sound. Mm. Um, I know YouTube will demonetize stuff. Yeah, which... I don't know why they don't just redirect monetization like YouTube does. That seems to seems to work out well, especially because a lot of people don't care about monetization. If they're gonna make money, it's gonna be off their brand, not off monetizing their videos anymore. So. Yeah, it just means like I'll probably. I mean, I've been gradually going more and more towards YouTube, anyways. Mm. So I like uh, YouTube as a platform. Yeah, it just backs everything. Backs as a better sort of system for a uh, cataloged stream, anyways, mm. where you can edit it in there much easier than the Twitch one. It's more oh, straightforward. Yeah. They don't delete You're... it after so long, <laughs> right? Um, but it seems weird to delete the the backed up footage that you have rather than just continuing muting it but obviously something else happened in their agreements with the different uh, uh companies whoever might be having these issues and filing these dmcas so mm. um you might be missing a few catalog videos on your account if you were having streaming listening to music so something to check out for and it's all definitely something to think about going forward if you do stream on the platform Maybe hey. find some uh, copyright-free music. <laughs> That's I have familiar feelings right now because I was just thinking. I remember one of the things I that really irked me about Twitch was that they don't automatically hold on to something if you go live. Um, because I did a challenge run of Final Fantasy VII where me and Dogsathoth went through and it was a full lore run. So we went through – he had never played and we went through where he read all the dialogue – Full all the way through one run without saving, and it took us almost exactly 24 hours. So it was a 24-hour long stream, and I just barely managed to check for some reason, coincidentally on time, right before it was deleted. And I downloaded it and uploaded it to YouTube, but it was like days away from just being deleted, and I freaked out. Um, but the irony here is that that stream also lost audio about halfway through because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> so. ID 10 T errors galore. Uh, yeah, I'm plagued with audio problems. Now that I have that laptop and I can make as like a, a portable studio, basically, it should help with a lot of that kind of shit. Should be good for you. Yeah, especially since you do all all the recording stuff on your your side, anyways, for mm. this stuff. So yeah. All right, well, it looks like that's going to do it for us on the news topic. What have you been playing this week there, Sasquatch? Um, well, obviously, Fantasy yeah. Star <laughs> Offline 2. It's my go-to grind game. Mm -hmm. um, I've been running a lot of Mythic Dungeons again in World of Warcraft with pre-patch going on. Ran a few with Doc here. Yep. He also ran a few in my absence because I was put together pieces of an old computer to take to someone so they can build a computer for their wife to play WoW with, which, update, it's working. We've Yay. He successfully Frankensteined a computer together for his wife. <laughs> Solid. My, my first computer was a Frankenstein. Hmm. It's got, like, my old case, motherboard, GPU, CPU, and he has a new PSU, RAM, hard drives in it. Nice. Monitor. Hmm. <laughs> uh... Uh, I did recently play the Cold War beta. I already went on about that quite a bit <laughs> and quite enough, I think. Very bad taste in my mouth. Do yeah. not recommend refunded it. Yeah. So. Mm. Big yikes. Yeah. 
I haven't been doing too much either. I've been on Final Fantasy XIV and RuneScape, so just kind of my daily grinds for my MMOs while work winds down. But I should be getting back into... Uh, well, I actually, I won't be getting back into my backlog soon because now I'm going to be pushing the metal or pushing the pedal down on Final Fantasy XIV a little bit more. But um, um, yeah, that's all I've been up to. What about you, Tommy? I've been playing a lot of Far Cry New Dawn, which is the sequel, I guess, to Far Cry 5. If you've played that, it's um the After Effects after everything that had happened, and it, it's pretty good. To, I don't know, visually pleasing game. <laughs> yeah. If there's that. So that's about it, though. How about you, Doc? I started playing World of Warcraft again after a very extended break. They, uh, they gave me the one reason that uh, I wanted to come back for, so I'm pretty happy about that. What's that? Uh, single-minded fury. Hmm. Allowing a fury warrior to wield one-handed weapons instead of two-handed weapons. Ah, nice. I think I've never really played WoW. I tried it for I gave it a good like five hour good old college try, and I just couldn't get into it. You really need friends there with you, even if you're just talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I mean the only two MMOs that I've really, really ever enjoyed like a lot is RuneScape and Final Fantasy XIV, and I think the biggest similarity between those is that there's no class restriction. I can make one character and be whatever I want. I can play a mage, I can yeah. play a warrior, I can. I don't have to have a million characters, and I think that's one of the biggest appeals, because that's really the only thing that RuneScape and fourteen have in common in a big way, and that there's a lot of extra shit to do. I can always fill my time with something besides the classic in-game grind, so. Yeah, that's why I really liked fourteen as well. That's why I really like PSO2 also because mm -hmm. all of your character classes are in the same character. And it also really helps with you just dumping money into to your character because fashion's always the end game and everything. Yeah. Yep. I did finish downloading that today and it's on my backlog now. Well, there you go. So. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I can't wait for uh, fashion to come to Destiny 2 in the next expansion. Yeah, they're redoing the entire transmog system. Nice. I mean, you know, pretty much making one. <laughs> All right, so it looks like that's going to do it for us this week, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, don't forget to go check out our Facebook page at darkfeather or at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming and check out all of our personal pages, which are listed in the descriptions below or in the comment section if you're on Facebook. So, thank you, everyone, and have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Bye.